beautiful possibility. The Creative Process Journal of Jillian Jacob Kieser. That's me. I created this for all stuck, hopeful, and aspiring creatives everywhere. You're not alone. The truth is, perfectionism grabbed me sometime in adolescence and halted my creative journey for many years. Today, my desire to create is stronger than my fear. So I created this podcast as my day-to-day account of getting unstuck and into motion. In this audio journal, I'll take you along on my process of unblocking and relearning how to find joy, courage, and fulfillment in creating. I always say the only place to start is exactly where you are. So let's begin. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to episode three of Beautiful Possibility. Thank you so much for being here. Like, seriously, from the bottom of my heart, it it feels so good to be able to do this work and be witnessed, auditorily witnessed. I don't know if there's another word. I guess heard. (laughs) Heard's the word. Um, Speaking of heard, that is the theme that I want to talk about today. I had this uh, insight in my journaling this morning about being heard. I came across this um, anecdote in my reading about inner child work uh, that talked about, so in any inner child work, you're sort of looking back at what may have happened to you when you were young that caused you to make an assumption about how the world works or sort of create a heuristic or a personal rule for yourself based on what you saw. And in this example, uh, they're talking about um, a mother who didn't listen to this child's stories. So the child interpreted that as, uh, I'm not worth being listened to. I'm not worth being heard. And in this uh, material, you're supposed to read that, go, okay, cool, get the example, (laughs) move on. And me, I read that and just like stopped. Um, It you ever read something where you're like, oh my God, I just, I need to close this book and just process this for a few minutes. So I did, thought about it, did some writing about it and realized that that was like a phrase or a concept. I had never really, I had never really thought about it. I have a block around sort of um, expression, creative expression. That's kind of what this, all this work I'm doing is about, but my entire life thinking about that, I never thought of it in that lens. I had always seen it from the opposite side, which is like, if I'm not, (laughs) if I'm stuck in expression, it's because I need to do more. I have to learn to be more assertive. I have to learn to be more uh, interesting, more brave, more articulate, more thoughtful, be more comfortable getting out there being louder right like it was like me fix myself is the solution whereas when I encountered this uh this anecdote and this this phrase that just jumped off the page at me of like uh this you know fictional child interpreting that they are not worthy of being heard I was like whoa there's this there's this other side to it that's a like a worthiness belief that's not about me fixing me, but about me trusting that I'm already, I'm good enough. I'm here. Like there, there's not more work for me to do. It's like, I think that 
this is a concept that runs deep for a lot of us that like whenever there's a problem we encounter in our lives, our very first uh, sort of mental leap to a conclusion of what to do about it is like, what can I do more? What can I do better? How can I improve myself, fix myself, strengthen myself to solve this problem? And I feel like one of the patterns I've noticed in myself as I've gotten older is just starting to be more self-aware of that assumption that it's actually not always me, like being in a relationship with someone who uh, doesn't take good care of you. Like when I was younger and I, you know, be in relationships with people who are self-centered, not generous, uh, not considerate, all this stuff. I was like, what can I do to be more worthy of their care? Right? Like that was immediately the thing I would jump to. And as I've gotten older, it becomes easier to see in those situations. Oh, this is this person's thing, their deal, their their issue to solve. It's not on my side of the fence. And then I can like wash my hands of it and go away, which is, you know, for anyone struggling with that, it's easy and flip for me to say it looking back. Retro- retrospectively, it's like, oh, simple. When you're in the middle of it, you can't see it at all. And you you are doing a lot of work and spinning a lot, trying to solve your way out of some of this stuff. So... <sighs> All of that is to say, like, this was a huge aha for me this morning that this might be another one of those areas I hadn't noticed where I was presuming, assuming that this was my work to do. Like, I I need a bigger hammer, <laughs> right, to get through this. And actually, like, I don't need to be hitting at it at all. I just need to put down the hammer and, like, I don't know, go around it, like, just just this is actually not a problem to solve by an active route it's nothing it's nothing to work on that I'm deficient in Um, it's just a feeling of belonging and that was like just such a totally different way of seeing blocks around creative expression um, that I hadn't it had never occurred to me Um, I did this this journaling when when this first came up and I'd like to read you a little bit of it. (sighs) Okay. Uh, It had never occurred to me before to think about this as a worthiness. I had perceived or rather misperceived the problem as not being assertive enough, putting the problem onto me instead of onto others. I had put subconscious pressure on myself to be interesting enough, articulate enough, loud enough, assertive enough, intelligent enough, correct and incontrovertible enough like I can't speak up unless I'm in a position where no one could prove me wrong because I have a hundred percent of the facts sound familiar anybody unique and innovative original enough and well-timed like if my idea didn't land it's because I didn't I didn't strategize the right time to broach it with someone like these were all examples of responsibilities I had put on myself that maybe were not mine. Okay, continuing back to the journal. This is a boundary malfunction. Uh, my, my father, who I'm talking about here, was all about responsibility. He was one of these people who would abide by this phrase, be so good they can't ignore you, which is great. It's great advice. It served me really well as a child. It made me um, really strive to always be better, working harder, really earning my way into everything. Um, But the flip side of being so good they can't ignore you is that that you're in a resting state 
where you are worthy of being ignored unless you are actively earning being heard. Let me say that one more time. The flip side of be so good they can't ignore you is that you are presuming you are in a resting state of being ignorable and ignore worthy unless you're actively earning being heard. When I wrote that down, I just sat there and stared at it because it just, it felt so true, but I had never shown a light on it in that way before. So thanks for listening, y'all. Thanks for being here to witness and hear me. Thank you for helping me see that I'm worthy of being heard. Um, and I hope that I hope that some of this stuff is resonant or at least interesting um, because I really love being able to share this with y'all. All right, that's all for today. I will talk to y'all soon. Thank you.